It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. And hello, ladies and gentlemen. We welcome you to today's show. My name is Spencer Walsh. We start out today with big, big news. Uh, the GOP plan to repeal Obamacare has collapsed. Uh, it's now this fatal opposition killing the bill as uh, from the announcements last night. White House's Secretary Sanders and the pro-Trump uh, media has now came out, come out to blame uh, Congress. The eighth person in Trump Tower the Trump Tower meeting with uh, Donald Trump Jr. and the Russian lawyer has now been identified. And we answer a question, can Roy Cooper show Democrats how to win again? We're going to do that and all more in Newsflash Season 2, Episode 6, which starts right now. Hello, my name is Spencer Walsh. We welcome you to today's show. And uh, one of the main reasons why we started a little bit late today was we re- uh, we're trying to get uh, get to return to the show. Uh, our good friend and our uh, political analyst Glenn Bradford. Uh, he is he is if you remember he was on a lot of our shows last season, uh, contributing. And boy, did he contribute! I will tell you that much. Uh, yeah, he was he was really great uh, to have on the show. He was a big big uh, big big part. Of what made the show so successful and uh, why it became the best show in the Spencer Walsh Radio Network in terms of uh, plays per episode. And we are going to – we try to get them back on today, but – and we will continue to try tomorrow. And we may have to move the show to uh, to 6 to, to, uh, just to accommodate things uh, scheduling-wise. So that could be uh, something that we will keep you posted on. But – Anyway, today, let's go in the news. A new GOP plan to repeal Obamacare has met fatal opposition. It's now dead. And at least three Republican senators announced their opposition to Mitch McConnell's plan to repeal the health law without replacement, effectively dooming the effort. Senate Republicans' plan B to get, a, uh, get, uh, to get Obamacare is poised for failure as now three. GOP senator says Tuesday they will now vote against a procedural motion to advance the repeal of the health law without a replacement, effectively dooming Senate Majority leaders Mitch McConnell's latest effort. The opposition came from GOP Senators Shelley Moore Capito, Lisa Murkowski, and Susan Collins. It came a day after the uh, Senate Republicans' bill uh, to pl- replace Obamacare uh, collapsed and further imperiled Donald Trump's vow to dismantle the health law. So, yeah, that's not going to work for him anymore. And it is uh, that deal is done, it is over, and it'll be interesting to see what, the, what their next step is. Um, McConnell said Tuesday that, that uh, they would move to hold a vote soon. 
which would put senators on the record even though the outcome was preordained. So Senator Lamar Alexander, who leads the committee that oversees health care, said he would schedule hearings on repaired health care system as soon as the vote is held. And senators who are former governors, again, are preparing bipartisan talks on health care. Um, so, yeah, and it's all the question is, what do we do now? What's this going to mean for Trump's presidency? And no doubt, this is a big, big victory for the Democratic Party. It is a big, not only for the, it's not really for the Democratic Party and the Democratic Party and the Democratic Party elite. Um, it is a big victory for the American people because this bill, without a doubt, would have been absolutely, totally, and completely awful. Uh, we broke it down when it came out. The bill, the bill was pretty much, uh, I posted a YouTube video about it, um, I don't know, maybe we get that. You know, actually, I think we are going to att- attempt to play that here. And it is something that is, we we uh, we really went in-depth on it. And let, I just, I do want to come out to you now today and play this video just as evidence, if we can, as to, as to uh, why this was such an incredible uh, bad idea. So, uh, yeah, so we're going to get into this. This is the YouTube video that I posted that I did make um, for, uh, yeah, YouTube video here, Breaking Down Healthcare. We're going to play it. Welcome to Right Now. I'm Spencer Walsh, and we welcome you to this daily look at the biggest story of the day. It'll be what you need to know. Just get caught up. It's going to be really nice. So this is our first episode, so we welcome you. Today we'll be covering the controversial new health care bill that GOP Senator Mitch McConnell released this past week. If you don't know anything about what the bill entails, I'll sum it up for you. This country's poorest citizens pay more for the worst health care. That's what it is. So, well, here are some questions I will answer for you in this video. Why the bill is so bad, A, and B, will it pass? First, Here's why the bill is so awful. And before I can get into that, you must understand that this is just like the bill that the House has representatives, that is, released a few weeks ago, but with a few details switched up. Anyway, a main cause of this bill's awfulness is what it does to Medicaid. It murders it. The program created in 1960 providing the retired elderly with the health benefits that they so desperately need. The GOP Senator's plan is cutting the whole... How will they do that? Well, they'll plan to cut funding on kind of a normal basis from 21, uh, 2021 through 23 and then drop it off precipitously through starting on 2024 until it's pretty much gone. It's pretty much going to be sucked dry. And to make matters worse, Donald Trump's proposed budget uh, wanted $600 billion off of Medicaid, which you can add to the House proposal from around $800 billion. Again, this is despite promises that... Uh, Numerous times from Trump that he would not touch Medicaid. He said, "Oh, but he's changing his promise." What a surprise! These cuts will alone cause millions to lose their health care. Now to the subsidies. Um, under the ACA, the benchmark plan available would cover around seventy percent of all health care costs, while the GOP version would only only cover. Wait for it. Wait for it. Wait for it. Fifty-eight. Great. This was again what I said before. People will be paying more for worse coverage. 
In addition, for all out-of-pocket subsidies, will be eliminated by 2019. So good luck if you need any of that. Uh, in terms of what it will cover for you, it plans to allow states to apply for the ability to be able uh, to be able to essentially waive from their coverage essential health care benefits. Nice. These benefits include crucial things such as mental health coverage and maternity uh, maternity care and addiction-related care as well. No surprise on that maternity one, though, as the bill was written by Mitch McConnell's all-male staffers. And everyone knows. Who needs maternity care, right? I mean, come on. Oh, no, but... There is... new legislation, if it's passed, God forbid, uh, said you break your arm. That's all good for them, because it'll go away eventually. But if you have a long-term condition, such as, I don't know, cancer, they may cover you to the best of as uh, would have been capped out for the year. Uh, this is awful, and it really begs the question, what's the point of insurance if you're not going to be able to cover them 24-7? It's almost like uh, playing the light version of a game on your phone, and you reach a level, and it forces you to pay for the real thing. But in this case, there is no real thing, because it was something similar to Obamacare, and that's been taken away. Uh, there is no real thing here. Again, and after a certain time, uh, without getting treatment, especially for a disease as serious as cancer... This may sound dramatic, but you are going to die. I mean, how is that real insurance? Uh, my question is, how can the Republicans justify that? Yep, believe it or not, there is more. So, let's take a look at this here quickly. Obviously, insurance providers are still going to have to charge older people more, but that doesn't mean they can charge them whatever they want, right? Not anymore. Very good day for insurance companies. The new Senate bill allows companies to charge up to five times as much for the elderly for health insurance. This is an interesting, pretty interesting strategy for the Republicans because they traditionally rely on the support of older voters even more. Just like the Fox News demos. Generally, throughout the history of politics, however, there has always been a deference to older voters, not with this bill. In addition, the individual and employer mandates are both eliminated but not replaced. This means there is no way to ensure widespread coverage, effectively kicking healthy people off the insurance, making it again a common theme here, not real insurance, which would over time kill this system, putting it into an actual death spiral, not the one uh, Trump thinks Obamacare is in, until everyone is kicked up because they cannot afford to pay the raising prices. That is what we know about how bad this bill is, which will only get 10 hours of debate as opposed to the almost year Obamacare had. But now to another question that we asked, whether or not it will pass. So, let's take a look at who supports it. This is a place for candid interviews and discussions. This is a place for real people to share real stories. This is a place for interesting people to talk about what they did and how they got to where they are today. This is a place where people 
get to express himself freely and openly. And perhaps most importantly, this is a place for you to relax, sit back, and hear a good story. This is Real Talk, a new SWRN exclusive original interview series available now on SWRN. Yeah, so I had a little bit of trouble there with the technology uh, because it was kind of off the cuff. Had to put it on there, but it is okay. Okay, now that we are back over the air now. Uh, yeah, so that's, that is what happens, it's all good, and the reason, the, just the reason I cut it off, there's about, like, two more minutes or so left in the video, but, uh, just wanted to, uh, put that for the breakdown, what the bill really was, and how bad it actually was, because you're, you're oftentimes going to hear the media, well, lost two votes, votes, because this center, this center dropped it or whatnot, no, but what we really should be focusing on here is how bad this bill actually is, and then projecting that throughout the media's coverage, but they are the media, so... Yeah, anyway, we continue with this political report here. McConnell's earlier promise, Mitch McConnell, to bring up the 2015 bill, taking down major parts of Obamacare, flipped at least two no votes. Senators Jerry Moran and Mike Lee, who uh, opposition torpedoed the GOP health care bill last Monday night. But while Trump and conservatives clamored to resurrect the bill that was vetoed by President Barack Obama, others, Republicans hailing from states that benefited from the 2010 health law, quickly drew up the opposition to repealing it without a replacement. As I have said before, I did not come to Washington to hurt people, capital of West Virginia said. I cannot vote to repeal Obamacare without a replacement plan uh, that addresses my uh, my concerns and the needs of West Virginians, which is something that is very, very good, because if she was a, like the conservatives that are controlled and operated and uh, put on marionette strings by their donors would be saying, you know what, we're not moving far away enough from Obamacare. That's that's the bad line. That's the that's the line that the conservative who doesn't think Obamacare goes far enough would say. But the conservative the conservative who knows Obamacare is an important step forward and really helps helps save the lives of their constituents and actually cares about that fact says, you know what. It's going to be, it's going to be, it's going to really be important for me. It's going to be important for me. It's going to be a necessary fact uh, for me to uh, make sure that my people, my people in West Virginia or wherever you happen to be, like Maine, like Susan Collins, are not hurt by this. And that is, again, a big, big, big thing. So the new GOP plan of uh, care Obamacare, to repeal Obamacare has fallen we take a look at the White House's reaction and what's next for the GOP. Newsflash, episode 6 of season 2 returns after this. Ah, yes. This is the more of the Spencer Wall Show. More of the Spencer Wall Show, coming up next. I love you so. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? 
sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Alright, gentlemen, welcome back to News Flash today. We appreciate you being here uh, very, very, very much. As uh, Trump says today, he plans to let Obamacare fail. That's going to be our next story today that really 
raised a lot of eyebrows. But first, I want to get to the White House's official reaction as the White House's uh, press secretary and de facto, God knows where Sean Spicer is, uh, Sarah Huckabee Sanders slammed Democrats and pledged a health care action at off-camera briefing today. At off-camera briefing. Excuse me, as Politico reported, the White House reeling on Tuesday from the sudden collapse of the Senate's push to repeal and replace the Affordable Care Act, and President Trump uh, acknowledged he was very disappointed with the latest blow to his stalled legislative agenda, because, uh, well, it's very, very bad, said legislative agenda, and it's very, very hard to pass, if you're wondering why that is, as Principal Desprecatory Principal Deputy Press Secretary Sarah Huckabee Sanders addressed reporters off-camera Tuesday afternoon as Republicans on Capitol Hill scrambled to map a path forward. And by the way, the White House not held a televised uh, briefing since June 29th, and today it is Tuesday, July 18th. So, wow. Uh, here are the key moments. Democrats, that's who Sanders blamed for the current standstill over the Obamacare. Over Obamacare, the Senate bill appears to be dead. As Democrats have refused help, uh, Democrats have refused to help the Republicans repeal. Uh, <laughs> that is, this is pretty funny. Uh, she says, "The Democrats refusing to help the Republicans repeal the Democratic President Barack Obama's signature legislative achievement is unacceptable." You gotta be, I mean, that is just so crazy and stupid, I don't even know where to begin. So, I'm gonna repeat this again. Tell me if this is not amazing, tell me if I'm just freaking out over nothing here, please let me know, because Sarah Huckabee Sanders says that Democrats who have refused to help, no Democrat has, Joe Manchin probably will be the first if there is any, but whatever, uh, Democrats have refused to help Demo- uh, De- Democrats have refused to help Republicans repeal the, uh, President Barack Obama. Again, a Democratic president's signature legislative achievement, unacceptable. Even though it covered 20 more million people than what you would have done, which was absolutely squat. So, okay, great. Um, she said they're responsible for passing Obamacare. They're responsible for the mess that we are in. It's like a, it's a, such a travesty. But again, let me remind you. Guess how many more people we co- got covered? Twenty million people who put you on that podium or wherever the hell you are. Put people who put you there are personally benefited by Obamacare. So I really do not know what she's doing. So, it's beyond me. It's beyond all reasonable, logical, comprehensible thought for her to say that. Um, I mean, yeah, literally, their lives were saved by this implementation of Obamacare, this bill. And now she's like, "Eh, they gotta help us. They gotta help us repeal their president's signature democratic achievement. Signature, their democratic president's signature achievement. Help us get rid of it. That's unacceptable. I mean, sh- just shut up, please. So, uh, ask what you say to Senators Lisa Murkowski and Shelley Moore and Capito, uh, Republicans who supported uh, the repeal two years ago but are withholding their support now. Sanders said simply, "Do your job." They are. I got news for you. They are doing their job. But you're not. That's the thing. You're supporting 
Well, first of all, you're not even on camera. You can't even show your face. How disgraceful is that? You're not, you can't even put your face on camera. That's how ashamed you are of this pathetic bill that you put forward. You and your administration. I don't want to blame her fully for this. Because, but she is, she, I mean, her, her and her administration doesn't even want to have televised press briefings anymore. I mean, they're killing off one of the more sacred traditions in press history. And by the way, whoever runs the White House Correspondence Center, or White House Correspondence Association, should be absolutely ashamed of themselves. But whatever, that's not the point. But um, let's see. Uh, shit. They're doing their job. They're protecting their constituents from Bill that would kill constituents that would kill their constituents at pre-existing conditions and that would cut them off, especially with that cruise amendment, that would be absolutely devastating. And we, we'll we see what that happens when the CBO score comes out. And it's going to be awful, is what it's going to be. So they're doing their jobs. How about she deserves and protect and inform the American people and don't put BS out there on the airwaves. So we're, call, we're, we're calling her out on that. So anyway... Sanders would not say whether the administration will continue to fund key cost-sharing subsidies that help stabilize insurance markets or whether the White House would take other steps to harm the Affordable Care Act. I don't think, think the White House has any action for Obamacare to collapse. Uh, okay. But <laughs> I just don't even know what to do with that there. Even as health uh, care reform languages, the uh, White House remains confident in the prospects for tax reform, which is tax, air quotes here, reform, even though they plan on giving that every single penny that they own to the rich and all the rich fans. Like, I mean, you got Steve Mnuchin, you got Goldman Sachs bro, one, St- Steve Mnuchin and Goldman Sachs bro, two, Gary Cohn in charge of his economic policy. Who do you think they're going to help? The bankrupt people, the, the like the people, the poorest people in the country, the people in the coal miners in West Virginia, the people in the inner cities in this country. No, they're going to help themselves. So, and that is exactly what they're doing. If you would look at their tax plan, if you look at their tax policy, and it is just continually awfulness from from the Trump administration here. So. Um, anyway, uh, uh, Trump intends to engage in ongoing, regular, consistent uh, contact with members of the Congress and the process moves forward. Uh, Sanders said, ideally, some Democrats will participate, but unlike you, they're actually doing their job, so I hope, unless it's like an infrastructure bill or something like that. They would not participate, and they would do their jobs, and they would do the, their constituents want fight Donald Trump and his presidency and his horrible policies that hurt the American people on every turn. So Sanders would not say how Trump's outside lawyers and the uh, others are being paid for their work related to the ongoing investigation into the president's 2016 campaign ties uh, and ties to Russia and all that stuff. Uh, the White House supports an effort to disassemble Obama-era net neutrality rules. Sanders said. That is great. That is just great for everyone. So, say, for example, for those of you who don't know what uh, net neutrality is, um, it's something where the big cable providers, the big cable provi- uh, providers and the people who uh, donate to Trump's campaign and donate to Republican campaigns and 
the ISPs, the Internet Service Providers, people like Verizon and Comcast, etc., those people want to be able to slow down and speed up speeds on certain websites. Uh, and they want to, well, this is what's going to happen. They're going to end up charging a ransom for you to be able to get their, for you to be able to get your website quicker. And some companies who are not going to be able to afford to pay their ransom and just can't do it, they're going to be shut out. But the bigger companies who can be able to pay a fee, like that, that's going to get them squeezed out. So, and pretty much all the other companies, Google, the main internet companies, Google, Amazon, Netflix, they are all kind of uniting on this. Facebook, I think, as well. And they're trying to stop this. And guess, by the way, for those of you who don't know this, guess who, uh, guess who, uh, who, uh, appo- who Trump appointed as head of the FCC, the person, the person who would really decide the net neutrality rules here? Ajit Pai! <gasps> Ajit Pai, Ajit Pai. And who's a GPI? Verizon lawyer. That's who he is. That's great. So, yeah, the rules, yeah, again, this is what their quote was on it. We believe the FCC chair's efforts to review and consider rolling back these rules are believed to get the, and believe that the way, the best way to get fair rules is for everyone in Congress to take action. So, alright, I'm going to read that quote again because that's made absolutely no, no sense. Just complete slander and lunacy. Um, they say, um, we support the FCC chair's efforts to review and consider ruling back these rules and believe that the best way to get fair rules is for everyone, is for everyone, uh, rules for everyone is for Congress to take action, Sanders said. So, pretty much, fair rules for, but when they say everyone, like, fair rules for everyone are now already in place. Like, no one else wants any change. Like, that, like... Everyone else is happy the way it is. But the only people who are not happy are the people who pay these politicians essentially class bribes. And they're not happy, so that is a big, big problem, and they need to be happy. So, they're going to make them happy. Simple as that. Alright, so... All right, we're going to take a quick break. We will be back with more after this. So stay right where you are. We broke that down, got a little bit heated there. Stay with us. Don't go anywhere. This is the Spencer Wall Show. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto 
Parts. For the Spencer Wall Show, coming up next. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to today's broadcast. 
It's the Flash Live from the Spence Watch Ready Network Studios and the SWRN Outdoor Studio here today. We, yes, we are outdoors. So much fun to do. Honestly, gotta love being outdoors here. And unless one starts to rain, which I think it is it. This is gonna be it's gonna be a little bit weird. But if it starts to rain right here, um, and by the way, we we uh, I am texting right now uh, with um, of course the great and legendary SWRN radio network analyst, special radio network analyst Glenn Bradford, and he is thinking. He is thinking about possibly coming on the show, making his return Thursday. Uh, sorry, um, sorry, tomorrow. That will be Wednesday. Um, but he, we are, we're going to work with him on that. But we will keep you posted as President Donald Trump on Tuesday, as we jump back into the news today, uh, declared that Republicans should let Obamacare fail, saying the collapse would force Democrats to work with GOP, the GOP as regroups after support for health care for the Senate's health care bill fell apart on Monday night. So, pretty much, when Donald Trump says, oh, we're going to let it fail because it's so bad anyway. No, he is cutting the funding from it. He is pushing it. He's saying, you know what, we're on the bridge here, and I'm going to push you over the bridge. That's pretty much what he's doing, to make a clumsy kind of analogy there. Um, and that is what really would be probably the preferable thing. Like, that's like, that's... For Trump, anyway. Uh, for seven years, I've been hearing repeal and replace from Congress. I've been hearing it loud and strong. When it finally got a, a chance to repeal and replace, then I'll take advantage of it. So that's disappointing. So Trump getting a little bit feisty with Congress. That's very interesting. Um, Trump told reporters uh, Tuesday afternoon in the White House, uh, let Obamacare fail. He continued to be a lot easier. I think we're going to pr- uh, probably in the position where we'll let Obamacare fail. And what you should do is try to improve and revive Obamacare. I mean, there are some there are some flaws. There aren't some problems. I mean, maybe it could cover more people. It could give more people more coverage, obviously. Because there's definitely big, substantial uh, improvements that we could make on Obamacare. But to kill it and to let it fail and get nothing out of it? What kind of idiot would think that's a good idea? Honestly. Like, I mean, I know Republicans have said Obamacare is in a death spiral and will collapse soon if left alone. Though experts say the situation's not that dire. Uh, the president's Tuesday proposal to let Obamacare collapse uh, marked a shift from Monday night when Trump wrote on Twitter the Republicans uh, should quickly fulfill a seven-year promise to repeal his predecessor's signature health care legislation, even without a ready replacement. So, I mean, you'll want to see a real death spiral. Look at look at what it was before. Look at what look at pre Obamacare and the healthcare landscape and how awful and how pitiful that the, that situation was. And it was B A D bad 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 bad. People were really struggling to have coverage. So much country was uh, uh, uninsured. And it was really a mess. And Obamacare really kind of got things un- under control. It was a really good step. And my my personal position here is, I mean, why don't we go to universal health care? I mean, why don't we improve our country substantially? I mean, Scandinavian countries and countries, we're, we're pretty much, we're the last frontier of 
countries, developed countries that we respect, that we're allies with, that do not have universal health care. I've said this before. Melania Trump's birth country, Slovenia, our first lady's birth country, has universal health care. Do we? No. So, I mean, probably better for her there. But, I mean, that is my personal position. I don't want to bring my personal position into it too much. But to let Obamacare fail? That's mind-blowing. Then, then we'll have nothing. Like, what will we have? I mean, and without already replacing it to implement? I mean, if the Republicans had their way with the placement, it would probably be worse. It would be, it'd be what we just saw fail today. Uh, but still, just an awful, awful situation. So, uh, yeah, the president's uh, proposal to let Obama collapse, big, big change from whether he thought he should repeal. Uh, whether they repeal Obamacare immediately or not, uh, Trump has said Democrats would be forced to come to the table to negotiate with the Republicans on path, on a path forward for the nation's health care system. And smack my head, like smack my head a billion times, uh, head in hands, whatever they call it. Um, but because what are they gonna do? Like, what's the best route for it? Like, how? I just don't get it. Like, how is this gonna happen? It is be on me. Uh, that's that's the answer there. It's beyond me. Like, how in the world? How in the world? Um, yeah, as I have said, let Obamacare fail. Take millions of people off their health care. And we'll see a better replacement, maybe. Uh, as I've said, let Obamacare fail and then uh, come together to do a great health care plan. Stay tuned. Trump tweeted on Tuesday morning, having written uh, Monday that uh, night the Republicans should just repeal failing Obamacare now and work on a new health care plan uh, that will start from a clean state. But meanwhile, huh... 20 million Americans, 22 million Americans, somewhere in that number, around, let's say, ballpark, 20 million Americans are going to lose their health insurance. We'll just twiddle our thumbs, come up with a new plan. If we do, if we don't, if we can get a pass, if we can't, those people, huh, well, they're just going to have to wait. They should be patient. Like, I mean, what? How in the world are, like, they're just going to plop down and let Obamacare fail while we just sit our Twitter our thumbs, wait for the most unproductive Congress ever, the most unproductive group of Americans ever, our United States Congress and our United States House of Representatives and our United States Senate to come up with a solution for this? No, not happening. It would be awful. Uh, the president has been applying pressure to Republicans to quit, uh, move quickly on getting rid of Obamacare, say so can move to other priorities such as a tax form and a package and an infrastructure plan. By the way, infrastructure would be great. If that could be a possibility uh, to get done, but very unlikely. Once we get past all this other stuff, it would take him like the very end of his presidency. Uh, but Senator Mitch, um, Majority Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell has struggled to find a health care bill that will satisfy enough conservatives and moderates to secure 50 votes needed for the passage. In his remarks to reporters Tuesday, Trump expressed frustration uh, about the GOP repeal uh, that no Democrats have joined the uh, GOP repeal and replace ever telling the press that the Republican bill should have had support uh, from the minority party because God knows. God knows why, honestly. I mean, I'm done at this point. Uh, 
I mean, I really do not know how someone who's, like, supposed to be remaining calm, like, Jake Tapper, and has, in- has to interview all these people, or they said, like, yeah, yeah, no, we really expected Democrats to come in and work with us on this plan. I mean, they'd be taking 22, 20 million people off their health care insurance, and it would be a huge letdown to their very popular 60-plus 60, 60 approval rating Democratic president that's from their party, and by the way, we never do the same thing that we want them to do. I mean, if I were Jake Tapper, I'd just be yelling all day long. And I'm not, I'm kind of doing that now, and I'm not nowhere near Jake Tapper. Uh, but, yeah, so, just pretty crazy. Uh, the president suggested the GOP uh, said the Republicans should work together to grow their majority in the 20 midterms, That and that even uh, in falling short, the GOP had put forth a present effort at making good on their promise to undo Obamacare. Uh, we had no Democrat support. We had 52 people and we had four no's, Trump said, recalling the Senate whip count that emerged uh, Monday night. Now we might have had another one somewhere in there. Essentially, the vote would have been pretty close, too, if you look at it. 48-4, to 4, if it got into a tie, of course, Pence would break the tie. Uh, that's a pretty impressive vote by any standard, yet you have to, yet you have a vote of 44 to to four, 48 to 4 or something like that and you need more that's pretty tough it's just four people but I guess it is t- trying to change four congressmen's minds but yeah I mean really it is amazing it really is quite amazing and yeah it just defies belief it really does it 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 defies belief um that that he expected Democrats, Democrats to work with him, and he's like, "Oh, it's crazy." Uh, on Monday night, though, uh, as Trump hosted a handful of Republican senators at the White House, news emerged from Senators Mike Lee of Utah and Jerry Moran of Kansas, where no votes joining Maine Senator uh, Susan Collins and uh, Kentucky Senator Rand Paul in opposition, sinking the current bill's chances of the. F- and the four Republican lawmakers who uh, sank the Senate's repeal and replace proposal, Trump said they were disloyal. They were uh, sorry. They were not disloyal. They were not disloyal. Good job, Trump. They were not disloyal, and they had no reasons for opposing the health care measure. I uh, said the uh, the who surprised by the defections of Lee and Moran because we thought they were in fairly good shape, but what Trump doesn't realize was. Uh, their donors, the big pharma companies, and the big healthcare guy, and the Koch brothers, like, yeah, we're not satisfied. Tell them no. And they're like, yes, Charles. Okay, Charles. We'll do it. And, because that's, that's who they are. So, alright. That is what we got for you today. Alright, so coming up next, eighth person at Trump Tower meeting identified. And can Roy Cooper show Democrats how to win again? Will it work? Uh, that'll some variation of that will be uh, will be coming up next. So stay with us. Ah, yes. This is the Spencer Wall Show. More of the Spencer Wall Show coming up next.
Alright, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to today's show. Alright, lots of stuff to get to today. Newsflash wrapping it up here on this Tuesday. And we are hoping, of course, to be able to get uh, Glenn Bradford, our senior SWRN political analyst. And we are working on getting on the show another surprise uh, political analyst as well. So we're going to have a lot of guests coming for you, hopefully, uh, pretty soon. And, yeah, it's definitely tougher, uh, we know, for uh, Glenn, because he is, uh, of course, unfortunately, for all of us, and shockingly, because he does his job of breaking down uh, politics so darn well, that he actually has a uh, some scheduling conflicts with other work that he does uh, during the day. So, looks like... Uh, not we Weekends at 9 was our old show, for those of you who don't know, uh, old show time... Uh, during the year, uh, 
that was much better <laughs> much better time slot for him. But we will, of course, be working it out to get him back. So, for those of you who don't know, big news today. Not really. I mean, it's great, but it's it's it just shows that how much of a liar's uh, Donald Trump and Eric uh, Donald J- Trump Jr. is, uh, and how much of a liar Donald Trump is, especially more than Donald Trump Jr. in this particular situation. But the eighth person who had attended the June 2016 meeting with Donald Trump Jr. at Trump Tower, is a senior vice president at the company founded by a Russian oligarch who initiated the meeting, CNN has learned. Ike Kavaladze. 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 I'm just going to call him Ike. So Ike's identity was confirmed by Scott Bauber, who is his attorney. So... Ike is a senior vice president of the Krogus Group, the real estate's uh, the real estate development company run by Azerbaijani Russian oligarch Araz Agolarov. Agolarov. I mean, honestly, why did I have to have a scandal with Russia? Couldn't I have a scandal with like Mexico or Canada or somewhere like where the names are easy to pronounce? Sheesh, that would have been nice. But whatever. Got, can't complain, but his personal website said he'll hold responsibility for multiple elements of the company's Russian development project. So, Araz was the guy, uh, for those who don't know, who's the son of Amin, who's the pop star, and the publicist was Rob Goldstone, who they helped initiate the meeting uh, because, uh, yeah, it's all linked to one big web, and we will, we will uh, be breaking that down for you. But we move on today. Well, well, not now, but as as things continue, as we go on on forward. Um, let's see. Um, all right, yeah. Once again, a lot of stuff to get to here today, and what we have for you first, and a lot of very busy stories. What I mean, we don't have that much stuff left for you today, as we're almost done with the show. But Roy Cooper, uh, according to political political article says, can can he teach, uh, can Roy Cooper, this is a headline, can Roy Cooper show Democrats how to win again? That's uh, from Politico Magazine. Uh, he wants Democrats to go on offense. First off, yes, yes. Uh, we like that. We like, we as progressives, the progressive part of the party, likes us to go on offense. We should be going on offense, not being meek, not being compromisers. We should uh, pull kind of the Republican strategy and go after uh, what's going on with the Republicans and their lack of bipartisan cooperation, to say, uh, per se. Um, Cooper's latest in- initiatives, the latest uh, in a frontier in a state that's cauldron of just pretty much every political fight in America, redistricting, voter ID, public education, gender. Uh, the two major parties are... About as equally matched here, uh, though unaffiliated voters outnumber Republicans. Uh, North Carolina is where Hillary Clinton swooped in for a final exuberant past midnight campaign rally, only to see the race later called that day for Donald Trump. Uh, so for a local battle who over who can use which bathroom became a national brawl over human sexuality and a uh, huge debate over LGBTQ with a very controversial bathroom bill and the HB2 bill. Um... Yeah, and his eyes on 2018 uh, state legislature races and potential special elections. Before then, 
and this is the part that worries me. This sentence here: the North Carolina government governor is launching a multi-million-dollar, multi-year effort to knock Republicans out of the state capitol, and national Democrats reeling from laws, losing hundreds of seats in state houses across the country over the past eight decades are hoping over other governors pay attention. So he's focusing on those races. Um, but here's the point. Fundraising doesn't matter. I thought we would have learned this already, but apparently we need to find out more about it. Um, Because if you remember your good friends down south in Georgia, they just had a special election too where the Democrats made us raise a record amount of money. But the Republicans still won. And if John Ossoff, who is a, a corporate Democrat, who was supported, as was uh, tied frequently with Nancy Pelosi, um, if he, and it is not thundering outside as I say this, but still, bring the might of the progressives behind me, the thunder behind me, uh, but still, uh, pretty funny there, uh, that pretty coincidental, but still, they lost. Money doesn't matter. M- money is a nice thing. Money is a nice thing. But multi-million dollar campaign efforts have to come from the ground, from the grassroots, following the Bernie Sanders method. Otherwise, it's not going to work. I thought we have heard this time, time, and time and again. And by the way, the most important thing is to prove to the voters that you can follow the populist message that I think Bernie Sanders run, the progressive message of getting money out of politics and making sure the people have a vote and uh, the people have a vote and not just the uh, the donors who pay the politicians uh, in money. So already, uh, Cooper, uh, Roy, uh, Roy Cooper, uh, has quietly banked one million dollars for his new group, Break the Majority, and plans to raise several million more along with recruiting candidates and then campaigning for them in the state and general assembly races. The money being put into a new state Democratic Party account will call for salaries for what is effectively um, a new campaign committee um, uh, with the dedicated communications director, research director, and several junior staffers in cash for everything from field organizers to ads. So they're really uh, improving their political ground game, which is important, but it can't, I think... They need to use that political ground, ground game that they're going to uh, improve with to spread the right message. The mess, message of just because we're raising million dollars, and it, it doesn't say here in this article where the this comes from, but just because we are raising money doesn't mean we're going to continue to accept it. It doesn't mean we're going to be governed by it. And we have to prove it by taking, like the like the donor, like the people of this country are not going to believe you if you say, oh, we'll stop once we get in office. We just want to raise it now to help get people excited. No. You've given them that excuse and they're tired of it. What they want, what they want is to see, give them, get them excited. That's what you have to do. You have to get them excited and you have to get them out there and donating to you. I mean, Bernie Sanders, like, contributions were, like, average, like, $27, some, nothing crazy. But still, he had uh, just uh, money to do what he was able to do and run an incredibly efficient campaign. So, given the cutthroat nature of politics in North Carolina, Cooper's power play is especially audacious. Though there have been previous independent expenditures 
and coordinated campaigns in, in the state, and beyond this kind of focus of funding, is unprecedented. Until I get some leverage in the General, General Assembly, I can't get the things done in education and economic development. Uh, I can't do as much to stop the social conservative legislation that makes us embarrassed as a state and doesn't reflect who we are as North Carolinians, uh, who is six months into a job. Uh, was said on the uh, Politico off-message podcast, it's time for that to stop, and it is. But you're not going to flip the state house by allowing and enabling people who are corporate-controlled, uh, corporate lackeys, to get in there and just do, what they, do whatever they want. No one's going to accept that. No one, no blue dog Democrat should be coming in in North Carolina. That is all I have to say about that. That's our show today. We'll be back tomorrow, hopefully, with our SWN senior political analyst, Glenn Bradford. So we'll see you then.